The Pilahatchee Bay Trading Post is a bait and tackle shop on the south end of the Ross Barnett Reservoir, just outside Jackson, Mississippi. Near the cash register are the usual snapshots found in bait and tackle shops across the country. Men standing proudly next to the fish they've just caught. That's a 75 pound one right there. And that's a 72 pound yonder. The fish in these photos are all flathead catfish. And they're not just big, they're gigantic. Four and a half feet long and 36 inches around. What's more, they were all caught by hand. The proper name for it is G-R-A-B-B-L-I-N-G, grabling, but we call it hand grabbing. And that's been what we called it ever since I was a child. And I'm 72 years old, I'm 73 years old. So it's been that known as that a long time around here. Doc Harrington is a retired optometrist and the dean of hand grabbing on the Ross Barnett Reservoir. When he first started, there was just one way to hand grab wade into lakes and streams and explore old logs, hollow stumps, and holes in the banks, anywhere catfish spawn. The stupid way to fish, because any, any air hole in the bank or a log, a snake or a turtle or a beaver, or anything can get in it, and they'll stay in it, and they will bite you. So it's dangerous, it's, it's foolish to do it that way. Doc Harrington prefers the high-tech method of hand grabbing. First, houses made of old porcelain bathtubs and hot water heaters are submerged in shallow water about six to eight feet deep. From early May to mid-July, catfish enter these contraptions to lay their eggs and nest. That's when Doc Harrington's crew straps on scuba gear and dives down to the entrance, the hot water heater. And before the fish realizes what's happening, you dive both legs into that house and seal it with your belly and block it, and then he's in there. He can't go anywhere. All right, now he's 10 feet from you back in the bathtub, and you're in the end of that hot water tank. Now how do you get him to you? With a 10-foot pole, of course, the diver probes the nest with a metal pole tipped with barbed wire, so it doesn't take long before the catfish makes a furious dash for the opening. And when you reach your hand in there to get him, he's gonna get you. And then when he gets you, you get him, and squeeze him against the top of the house with your legs, and you've got him almost immobilized. So then you can reach and get the rope that is stuck in your belt and run it through his mouth and out his gills, tie a knot in it, and turn him loose on a buoy. This is the most efficient way to catch this particular fish. Give it rice and sticks and the net. Doc's crew today includes his son, Bobby, his friend, James, who's skippering the boat, and two local boys who are going out hand grabbing for the first time. We're coming up close to our house now. Doc knows where his catfish houses are by lining up markers in the water with trees on shore. Uh, see that red pole yonder, the buoy pole? Uh -huh. All right, way over yonder you see three tall pine trees. You line that pole up with those pine trees and it's shallow out here. You back into the house, just line it up and keep walking a straight line and you walk right into the house. As James maneuvers the boat closer to the first house, Bobby puts on his mask, weight belt, and oxygen tank and jumps in. Yeah, yeah. Good old muddy reservoir water. The boys toss in the metal buoy, and Bobby disappears six feet below beneath a pool of bubbles. He's underwater for about 90 seconds when the buoy starts moving. He's got a fish. 
And I see the boy is bouncing, and it means he's done tied him off. A few seconds later, Bobby and the catfish come to the surface at the same time. Pull the fish inside. Pull it, Doc. Corey, pick that fish up. Pick her up, Corey. It's about a 25-pounder. Climbing back in the boat, Bobby says an even bigger one got away. I had a hold of him. You know, I had him. I was fitting to string him. And I just relaxed for a minute, and he got out of my hand. Back on shore, Doc wastes no time cleaning the one that didn't get away. You take a sharp instrument, like a box cutter, and circle that booger. All the skin should peel off of that fish without any further ado. Twenty minutes later, Doc and his sons are sitting at a booth inside the Pilahatchee Bay trading post, eating fried catfish fillets and telling hand-grabbing stories. Like the time a giant catfish swam out of a house so ferociously it knocked Bobby right over. I couldn't grab hold of nothing to pull myself back up in there, and he just flat, just ran slap over my face and went on out, you know, laid me over on my back. Or the time an angry catfish attacked Tommy Cleveland, the grandfather of hand grabbers. And that fish swam up and bit his ear almost off. They had to take Tommy to the hospital and so his damn ear back home. Tommy Cleveland is a legend in this part of Mississippi the one who revolutionized hand-grabbing by introducing scuba gear to the sport. Now that Cleveland's retired, the Harringtons are one of just three hand-grabbing crews on the reservoir to carry on the tradition. And Roy Harrington says they're all after the same thing, the big one. Oh, he's out there. He's been out there. We just ain't crossed his path yet. Somebody's going to sit down in the front of the house one day and it's going to be a hundred pounder in there and we're going to see. <laughs> I don't know who it's going to be. If it's me, I hope I catch you. I'm Dan Collison.